0: Cool. Well, this morning, this is one of those kind of transition Sundays in the year. Obviously, we're coming off of Thanksgiving, and then we're kind of heading toward Christmas. And so what I like to do is use this Sunday as a pastoring Sunday. And, uh, and so we're going to do a little Thanksgiving talk. I'm going to do a little cri- preparation for Christmas but I know this, we, we know there's a lot of people in our church that are hurting right now, and I would guess there's a lot of you that have walked in the door struggling, and I believe God's given us a word for you this morning, something that you need to get a hold of uh, that's going to bring you some life during this season, so I encourage you to open your hearts this morning. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Psalms 103, Psalm 103. If you don't know where Psalms is, open your Bible in the middle and you'll usually get close, okay? Psalm 103. Would you stand with me as we're going to read uh, a few verses here together this morning? Psalm 103, beginning of verse 1, says this Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Father, we thank you for your word. God, we just want to hear from you today. So, Lord, I pray that you would bring encouragement to our hearts and give us a new focus today, we pray. In the name of Jesus, everybody said, amen. You can be seated. Hey, here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn to your neighbor real quick. You got 20 seconds. Turn to your neighbor and tell them what is the best Christmas gift you've ever received, your favorite Christmas gift ever, okay? It doesn't matter if you were a kid, whatever. Turn to somebody and tell them. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Some of you are straining real hard. You're trying to remember back. That's fine. So I was uh, I was talking to my wife this week about I was talking to my wife about this this week and uh, I said, "What's your favorite gift?" And she remembered back in high school when she got her pullover. Starter jacket for, of the Dolphins. How many of you had a pullover starter jacket back in the day? Those were like the best back in like the early 90s. I had one of those things, right? How many of you, your favorite Christmas gift was a piece of clothing? Anybody would say that? None of you. You don't like clothes. That's good. Any an electronics device? Anybody got a phone or a you know video games or something like that? Anybody ever get a puppy on Christmas? Anybody? a Couple. Of you've got a puppy on Christmas. That's great. I'm a musician. And so uh, one year I got a guitar, that was awesome. One year I got a drum set, that was like great, I love that. And my hope is every single one of you, at some point in your life, you've gotten that gift at Christmas that you really wanted, and in that moment, it's just really easy to be thankful, isn't it? Like, you're just overwhelmed, you're excited, you're just, oh, it just feels so good. And we have points in our life like that. We have moments in our life where everything works out the way we want it to work out, right? Those moments when we, you know, we get the job, or we get the promotion, or we get the girl, or we get the house, or we get the attaboy from the person, from your coach, from your teacher, from your boss, whatever, there's moments like that, and you just feel good, don't you? And it's in those moments that it's so easy for us to say, man, God is good, right? God is faithful. Hashtag blessed. There's those moments where it's just easy. Right? And then there's the other kind of moments. You know? There's the moments when it's really, really hard. So moments when it when it feels like everything in life stinks. There's no other way to put it. it feels like You're overwhelmed. Everything's against you. You feel like you can't get your head above water. You're overwhelmed. You're discouraged. You may be a little depressed. And if you're honest with yourself, you're even a little mad at God. You're frustrated. See, I've had moments like that. I'm not your pastor and I don't have problems. I've had moments like that. Amber's had moments like that. But I guarantee you, there are people who walked in the door this morning that feel just like that. You're feeling overwhelmed. You don't know what to do, and it's, it's Thanksgiving season, right? We just came through Thanksgiving, and everybody's talking about how thankful they are, but if you were honest, you're like, I'm not thankful. <laughs> like, right now, I, I, everything is going the wrong direction in my life, and I don't know what to do about it, right? Amber and I have had a lot of conversations with people from our congregation over the last several weeks and several months. In fact, our staff has had conversations with a number of people, and there's so many of you that are hurting. And in fact, there's a number on our staff that have been struggling, going through a hard season. And so I come this morning as, as a pastor trying to say, you know, our role is to pastor, Amber and I, our role is to pastor, to shepherd, to help lead and direct. And so the question is, what do we do? Right? Because if, it, if, if everything's going well, well, being thankful, that's an easy thing. But what do we do when it's hard? How are we as followers of Christ? What's the attitude? What's the focus? What's the thing we should be thinking about? What is our response supposed to be? What are we called to? Because we know as followers of Christ, it's different than what go, everybody else out there. We are called to respond differently. And so this morning, I wanna bring, uh, bring us to our big so what. And every week I, I say, so what, what's the point of this? You know? And this morning, the big so what has two words to it. And it's really, really simple and really, really hard. And the big so what is this? Choose gratefulness. Choose gratefulness. Now, I would say this. If you are that person who feels overwhelmed and everything's going the wrong direction in your life, you're like, that is the dumbest idea I have ever heard, Greg. Like Seriously, I'm going to choose gratefulness right now. I do not feel grateful. Good news. I didn't tell you you should feel grateful. I told you you should choose gratefulness. Choose grateful. It doesn't really matter if you feel grateful. Uh, there are plenty of things in your life that you do that you don't feel like doing. Question, how many of you paid your bills last month? Did anybody feel like it? <laughs> like, seriously, every time I got to pay my electric bill at home, I'm like, I'm like, seriously? Children, turn the lights off. <laughs> You're spending too much of my money, right? Like, I don't like paying the bills. Why do I pay my bills? I pay my bills because it keeps me in a healthy position. That's right. yeah. That's good. And gratefulness is the same way. See, what happens when we're going through a hard time? I know this in my own life. When when I'm going through a challenging season, it's so easy for me to fixate on the frustration, to fixate on the things that are ticking me off, to fixate on the things that are hard, that are disappointing, that, that I don't like, right? And I've been there, trust me. It is so easy and I'm guilty of that over and over again. And what happens when I do that? I end up stewing on my frustration, right? And I get more frustrated and I find more things to be angry about. I find more things to be disappointed in And so what does scripture tell us to do? What does it command of us over and over and over? Sometimes it gets annoying how much it tells us to do this. It says to choose gratefulness. Choose it. Don't feel it. Choose it. There's a couple of passages I want to take us to. The first one is in 1 Thessalonians. It says this in chapter 5. It says, rejoice always. When? Always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. I don't like that. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Here's what you have to understand. Who was this written by? The Apostle Paul. Let's think about the Apostle Paul's life. Paul was beaten with rods. Paul had his back ripped to pieces. Paul was stoned. Paul was shipwrecked. Paul was hungry. Paul was torn apart by everybody. And this guy who's experienced things that are probably worse than what I or many of us have experienced, he's the one saying, rejoice always, right, in all circumstances, in all of them. He's telling you, choose gratefulness. It seems crazy. It seems ridiculous. There's another passage in James, James chapter 1. Another one that's just confusing to me. It says this, consider it pure joy when good things happen. No, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds. Pure joy? Seriously? (laughs) Like when I'm going through the hard thing, I'm supposed to consider that a good thing? Yeah, I don't feel like it's joyful. Like I'm not real grateful for what I've got going on in my life. Some of you know what I'm saying. doesn't matter. Consider it. Not that you feel it. Think of it as, choose gratefulness in that moment. Why in the world would you do that? Because here's a reason. We have a tendency when we go through the hard things to turn very inward, don't we? Like I start thinking about myself. Like when I have a bad day, like I'm throwing a pity party and I come home and I'm cranky. And Amber's like, what's your problem? And I'm like, I'm cranky and I'm going to be cranky. Leave me alone. Let me live in my crankiness, right? Like, we turn very inward, okay? We want to think about ourselves. And I shared this several weeks ago, back two series ago in the Identity Series. What did I say? I said, if anything becomes all about us, it will ultimately rot. Good. And see, here's, here's the problem. And, and I know it seems unloving for me to say this, especially some of you who are facing hard things. And you're like, Greg, you don't know what I'm going through. I don't know what you're going through. And I really wish you weren't. I wish you weren't going through that. But here's what I know. If you take that thing you're going through and allow it to become inward focus and focus on yourself, it will actually destroy you. Me trying to coddle you will actually destroy you. And the call that that God gives us, he always gives us the thing that is good for us, not the thing that we want, but the thing that is good for us. And what is the thing that we need? We have to get off of ourselves for a second, and we need to turn our eyes onto the right things. And if we're going to do that, it requires us to choose gratefulness. That's a starting point for many of us. It's a really practical thing. How many are around the Thanksgiving table and say, what are you grateful for? And some of you are like, I'm not sure right now. i got to think for a while, right? It's, so we think about some practical things that we're thankful for. But even more than that, we turn our eyes to him. We remember who he is. We remember what he has done i want to go back to the passage we read in Psalm 103. You're like, well, are we going to get to the text here? Here's the text. There, there's just a, a theme that happens here. There's a moment that David have. This is the Psalm of David. And I love this. Any of you ever talk to yourself? You ever find yourself talking to yourself? You're pep talking to yourself, whatever? That's exactly what's happening in Psalm 103. I don't know what David's been facing here. I don't know what he's going through, but he's talking to himself. He says, Praise the Lord, my soul. <laughs> Hey, I don't care what you're feeling right now. Praise the Lord. Praise His holy All my inmost being, praise His holy name. The song that we just sang a little bit of order. Hey, don't give up on me now, soul, right? Bless the Lord. You have to make a choice sometimes because you're going to go through hard times. And some of you young kids, you're like, I haven't gone through any. Life is great right now. Listen, life is going to kick your butt sometimes, and in those moments, you're going to either sulk in the horrible things going on, or you're going to say, listen, my soul, I don't really care what I feel right now. My choice is I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to choose gratefulness in the midst of my pain. Not because I want to, not because I feel like it, not because that's the thing that makes sense to me, but it's what you've commanded. And the reason you commanded is it will set me free. That's, good. Come on. that's what he's calling us to, to choose gratefulness. I've watched this model in a number of people's lives. I've had the privilege of watching so many different people through circumstances. But there's somebody on our team that I've watched this past year. Have to live this out, to put action to this. And I'm going to invite him up to join me this morning. Would you give it up for Pastor Dan Jewell? (laughs) Hi, Dan.
1: Good morning. Hello. I think it's on. Check, check. Hello, good morning, church.
0: Good to see you, Dan. Why don't you, uh, if you don't know, Dan is our Connections pastor here and he is married to our kids pastor here. So why don't you introduce your family
1: a little bit for us? That is right. I am married to that beautiful woman on the screen. So my name is Dan Jewell. I'm the Connections pastor, as Pastor Greg said, and that is Amanda Jewell. She is the kids pastor. And uh, we have had the privilege of serving this church and serving this community for almost a year now. It's crazy crazy that it's already been almost a year. Yeah, that's awesome, and you got a little, you got a little tight here. So I made that right there, uh, (laughs) (laughs) so just saying, I mean, all the kids are cute, all the kids are cute, but that's the cutest kid, I don't know, I I just, I'm I'm a little bit biased, but that is our son Camden, and uh, he is our miracle boy. That's awesome, that's awesome.
0: Well, um, honestly, we could spend the next three hours talking through this with Dan, and some of the things that you've... Um, experienced over the last year or two. But uh, just give us a a little synopsis of just some of the areas where, you know, this past year has just been challenged and some of the things you've dealt with.
1: Yeah, guys, um, have you ever felt like in life you're in a season? um, Sometimes the season can last a long time. Sometimes it can be a short season, but it feels kind of like you're on this emotional roller coaster that's hard. You can't get off of it, though. You're like strapped in and it's like I just (laughs) I can't I can't get out of this thing, and it just keeps going up, and it goes down, and then it goes up, and then it goes down, and then it goes up, and it just continues, and it's like, I'm stuck in this this cycle, and um, to be honest, I'm going to be vulnerable, we do real life here, uh, real life together here at Zoe, and so I believe you should bring your burdens into church, and so I'm going to just share a little bit about what's happened in our life, um, this is going to feel kind of like a list, um, of things. And we have felt like we've been on this emotional roller coaster the last two years of our life where we've had a number of things, challenges, and, and um, really opportunities to demonstrate gratefulness in, in pain. And uh, over the last two years, we, um, I, you know, we've dealt with, actually four years, we dealt with uh, infertility. And uh, if you've never been through infertility, it's hard to understand what this means. But if you are dealing with an infertility battle—you know what I'm talking about right now. But we were—we were in an, uh, just a, a rough infertility battle where we were going to the doctor and trying to have this kid. And the desire of our heart was to have a family and to to have a son, to have a daughter, and to to build a family together. And every single month for for four years we battled just this infertility struggle where we were going to the doctor and we were going through the tests and we were spending tens of thousands of dollars over the course of years and um, this cycle of up, uh, hoping that something would happen, hoping that maybe we would have a kid this month and you work so hard and you do all these things and I inject my wife with shots and drugs (laughs) and everything and, uh, and then you're just crushed by the weight of not this month. And then you watch for three weeks as you wait for your next opportunity. And if you're in an infertility battle right now, you can feel what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Um, and so we went through this infertility battle, and it was like we were, felt like maybe we had some answers, and we were going to come out on the other side. And, and then all these other things started happening. And it was like, God, why can't we just focus on one thing that's hard <laughs> to focus on? Why is it that now I have yeah. all these categories and uh, then, you know, our, our church family fell apart, and this whole situation happened, and, and that was so painful, and we had these damaged relationships, and some of our closest friends, we had these damaged relationships that we just couldn't fix, couldn't heal in our own power, and we were so hurt from that. And we come out of that, and then all of a sudden, I'm dealing with this medical situation where I'm having... Um, pretty excruciating pain on a kind of a regular basis where I'm dealing with these these flare-ups in this medical situation it's like God why is this happening now why do I have to contend with this after all of that just happened and I'm still hoping for my baby and then I was diagnosed with cancer and I was like okay what's going on here and uh, I had surgery to to remove the cancer by God's grace I'm healed of cancer and that surgery yeah And that surgery caused the other medical situation to flare up and oh here we go second surgery i've never had surgery in my life i'm like new to this thing and it's like okay what's going on like i eat all the vegetables like i'm healthy (laughs) i do all the right things you know Yeah. yeah and uh and the list just keeps going on and and then my parents move out of town and my amazing uh father um move out of town and uh have you ever been there like like be real. I know some people in this room right now need to be real about some things that are happening in their life and yeah. and you got to wake up to this reality. Yeah. Have you ever been there where you're just down and you just feel like I just can't stop taking hits? Like the enemy just keeps hitting me, and he just keeps working against me, and things continue to just hurt me, and things hurt my wife, and things hurt my family, and I can't get out of this cycle where I'm on this emotional roller coaster where things are, are okay, maybe for a little bit, and then all of a sudden something happens, and I got to deal with something else that's too much, it feels like, to carry. Have you been there, church? Yeah. yeah. And what Pastor Greg is talking about is so important. And if I've learned anything over the last two years, it's this. In 1 Thessalonians, we're going to revisit that verse. It says, rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. I haven't done that well. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Guys, it has it taken me time to learn this. It has taken me time to experience this in my own life firsthand, but it is the will of God for our life to give thanks. Notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say rejoice sometimes. Uh, pray when you remember, like, and you're in the car and you remember, oh, shoot, I haven't prayed for a month if you've been there. Give thanks in some circumstances. <laughs> And this is what God hopes you're going to do in your life. That's not what it says. It says this is the will for, for God in your life in Christ Jesus. And uh, I think it's so important to know this. And, and Pastor Greg kind of already said this. But thanks, thankfulness, gratitude, and praise to God is not a feeling. Yeah. It's a choice and it's a decision. And it's a call to action. Your circumstances do not determine whether or not you give thanks or you show gratitude or you praise God. And this is what's so important. Our feelings are up and down. See, I can tell you what I felt. In this situation where I was dealing with cancer, I can tell you that I was terrified. I can tell you when my wife dropped me off at the hospital and I had to get surgery that I didn't feel like praising God. But I remember something coming over me when I said, I can't control this circumstance, but I'm not gonna allow my circumstance to control me. And in this situation, I'm going to praise God and I'm gonna thank God for what he has done in my life and I'm gonna thank him in in advance for what he's gonna do. Church, when you live by your feeling, when your feelings dictate whether or not you are going to praise God, you live in a life where you are living with pros and cons. And in a season where there's more cons than there are pros, or at least it might feel that way, you're not going to be able to have joy. And what you need to know is thankfulness and gratitude, showing that is not about just doing it. It's about joy in suffering. Church, listen to me. Don't miss this. Do you know somebody in your life that is experiencing real suffering and maintains joy? I know people that have it all. They have everything they ever needed or wanted and they are without joy. And I know people who have nothing, who deal with everything coming against them and they have extreme joy. Joy is an overwhelming feeling of happiness and it's an overwhelming feeling of content. And I want you to know, church, that Your circumstances don't determine whether or not you have joy. And when your feelings dictate whether or not you're going to praise God, no matter the circumstance, you will be without joy. Because your feelings will tell you not to. And I want you to know this. If you are dealing with suffering right now, I know people in this room that are. Praise God. Give thanks. Pray continually, demonstrate thankfulness and gratitude as an action, and you will feel joy well up in your life. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So good, so good. We live in a what have you done for me lately kind of world, right? Fame lasts 10 seconds, right? What have you done today? And I think unfortunately we can have the same attitude toward God. Right? When God does the things we want, like, yeah, praise God, love you, God, I'm so grateful. And when things don't work out, we forget anything that he's ever been. We don't worry about who he is or what he has done in our lives, and we're just like, what have you done for me lately? And I think the call for us as followers of Christ, the whole point of this choosing gratefulness is this, is to, to be grateful, number one, for who God is, See, if your starting point is only, I'm only gonna be grateful for what he's done for me, then if he's, only, if he's done what I like, then I would be grateful. If he doesn't, then I'm not. That's right. But my foundation is not whether God does what I want, it's who he is. I'm grateful and I'm thankful, God, that, that, that you are, are faithful when I'm not, yeah. that you are good, that you are love, that you are loving, that you are just, that you are righteous, that you are holy. God, I thank you that you aren't like me. <laughs> because I'm none of those things, right? God, I thank you for who you are, but I also choose to say thank you for what you have done. You see, the, the passage that we read, Psalm 103, says, praise the Lord of my soul and forget not all his benefits. Listen, God has done some things for you. They said, if God does nothing that I want for the rest of my life, he's already done more than I deserve. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your deeds, disease, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. I think God has done more for us. If you want, God, what have you done for me lately? Look at Christ on a cross and remind yourself that that was done for your benefit, not for his. It's Christ saying, listen, my love for you compels me to give my life for your benefit. And so I, I, I want to challenge every one of us. Man, I know some of you walk in the door. Some of you, honestly, if you walk in and you're just straight up ticked to God and you, it took everything in you just to walk in the door, and I'm really glad you're here. And my prayer this morning is that, that the, the Lord might enlighten to you, might shine a light for some of you in areas where maybe you are holding bitterness toward him, you know. And guessing his, his shoulders are broad enough to take those. <laughs> you need to bring that to him. To have a conversation, to be honest, God, I'm, I'm mad about this. But in repentance, to say, God, would you help me heal? Would you help me be restored in this area? Because I want restoration with you, Lord. God, I want to choose gratefulness, and it's really hard right now. Would you help me? Would you open my heart up? And for every single one of us, that, whatever season we're in, some of you walked in, man, everything's roses in your life right now. It's just great. I'm glad. and I wish everybody was feeling that way right now but there'll be a day, (laughs) let's just be honest, there will be a day when it ain't gonna smell like roses. And in that moment, what are you gonna choose? My prayer is that we would be those who choose gratefulness. We choose it no matter, not because it feels right, not because we want to, not because it's easy, because we're called to. And we know that when we choose gratefulness, it will produce something in us. I'm gonna ask every single one of us across the room if you would just... Put your hands over your hearts. And I just want to pray a prayer over us all this morning. Even before I pray or even while I pray, there's some of you who maybe say, God, God, help me because I don't feel it right now. And, and I'm maybe a little bitter right now. God, would you, would you help me? Have a moment with God right now. Let me pray. Father, we thank you so much. Thank you so much uh, that you pursue us, that you love us, that you care for us, God. God, that you meet us right where we're at. Lord, for every single person that's here this morning that is just just feeling overwhelmed, Lord God, I pray that they would be reminded of who you are, to be reminded of your love, to be reminded of your faithfulness, to be reminded of the promises of God, that when when we look at the practicality of life, God, we would instead focus on your promises and on your truth, God, that we wouldn't allow the lies of the enemy or the experiences that we see dictate us, but instead it would be grounded in the truth of who you are do that in us, Lord Jesus. God, help us to, to be responsive to you and you alone, God. And Lord, do I, I do pray for those that are experiencing physical needs right now. God, I pray healing in the name of Jesus. God, we believe for the miraculous. God, I pray for those who relationally are feeling broken. There's this coldness in their relationships. God, I pray that you would revive, God, that you would do a restorative work. God, I pray for provision as needed. God, would you be Jehovah Jireh, our provider? God, would you do all the things that we need, but God, even beyond that, Father, whether you answer the way we want you to answer or not, God, I pray you would help us to choose gratefulness. We pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen.